amazing stories. And the purpose of this podcast is to collect those stories from the people that lived them. Where We Landed is a podcast that recognizes our whole history told by the individuals that live and love this small Indiana county. Welcome to Where We Landed. I'm Scott Miller, one of the co-hosts, and I've got in the studio with me today, Iris Brunner. Hey, yo. And Kylie Jackson. Hey, everybody. It's like a sportscaster or something. And now, <laughs> Kylie Jackson. <laughs> All right. We're going to get uh, warmed up here a little bit to continue the sports metaphor uh, with a couple of would you rathers, and everyone will participate. I'll try to make them some good ones here. Would you rather live forever as a 13 year old or a 65 year old? 13 year old. I loved high school. Yeah, I think you've told us before that those were oh your my glory God. days. That was the, yep, high school Harry. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to choose a 65 year old because I will be retired. <laughs> what do you guys think? I'm going to go with 65 because by that point, I'm making my own rules and people respect me a whole lot more. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, I'll probably go with 65 for those same reasons. I could do what I want. I could say whatever I want. Nobody's going to. 65. 65. What, what are you going to say? <laughs> well, and you guys wouldn't be allowed to date if you were different ages, too. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Good choice. Good choice. <laughs> uh, I'll just be contrary and I'll go with 13 because mom would still be cooking me dinner. Does my mom stay like my mom's age? It's your, it's your world. It's you my question. So yes, in this world, everyone around me would stay the same age too. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Next, uh, we'll do, we'll do one more. Would you rather have a head twice the normal size or half the normal size? Uh, uh. <laughs> so you want a big head or you want a little head? Which one? <laughs> Uh, Scott has I'm going to go half the normal size. Yeah. Too many kids got like made fun of in high school. With a big head. That's all I see. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go half the, half the size. I think I'm going to go with, I need it smaller because I don't know why I picture myself going through a door and it's just too big. <laughs> like it's just going to get stuck. I don't yeah. know why that image uh, came to my head. <laughs> oh gosh. Also, if it was twice as big, none of your hats would fit. Ooh. So that seems pretty important, too, Very. if you're a hat person. Very. So I'm going to go half as well. <laughs> I'm going to go half. I'm going to go half because I think that's a little easier to manage. And you could kind of hide it. Like, you could do different things. You could, you know, get some cool scarves. You could go, like, you know. <laughs> like cool scarf. Right, take the attention off of you. <laughs> abnormally I'm, small head but if it's too big can't hide you that. can't hide it that's all you see i mean depending on how you comb your hair right or how you style it no just gets no. bigger maybe what do you yeah. got iris i i just noticeably I'm, quiet listen, over here i'm gonna go with little head so then we can all hang out together yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy well um as our listeners have guessed uh or as they read in the bio when they decided to click on this or when they looked at the picture, they saw that we have Paul and Shayana Funches in studio today. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was some good fanfare. Yeah. Man, yeah. Awesome. 
Um, and uh, I'm very grateful to Shayana. She sent me this very nice bio, so I'm going to read it. Uh, Paul and Shayana have been married for 12 years and have three children. They moved to Shayana's hometown of Marion in 2011. Both have been very active at their church and in the community as leaders. Paul is employed at McCullough Middle School and Shayana at Indiana Wesleyan. Thank you both so much for being here today. Thanks for Thank having us. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> so let's just jump right into it. So uh, in that, it said this is Shayana's hometown. Mm-hmm. So maybe mm-hmm. we may have a, a little uh, context clue as to how you guys landed here. But share with us how you landed here. Yeah, so you want me to start? You want me to start? Okay. So <laughs> we were um, living in Indianapolis at the time. We were preparing to have our second child, Ava. And Paul came up with this grand idea. Let's move to your hometown. It was and I, Paul's idea. It was Paul's okay. idea. All right. Yeah. And I said, what? Are you serious? He was like, yeah, you know, let's move, be closer to your family. There'll be a lot of help. Um, he was like, and the cost of living is much better than Indianapolis. So let's move that way. And I said, I'll only go if one of us finds a job. And so he found the job first. And so we headed this direction. Were you born and raised here? I was born in Dayton, Ohio, but I was raised here. So how old were you when you moved? I was two years old when we moved here. And then I left once I graduated high school in 2004. (laughs) Paul, how about you? Where were you born and raised? So I was an army brat. So I was born in Anchorage, Alaska, but I was raised in Indianapolis. Okay. High school? Warren Central. East side kid. So 34th Street. <laughs> All right. Very good. I uh so you probably know, so I coached at Cecina Memorial High School, okay. which is the East Side Catholic school. So yep. any any kids coming from Warren Central, we gladly took them because they were always fantastic right. athletes. So that's yep. good. So so you guys have been here since two thousand eleven. Eleven. So twelve years. Yes. What's your favorite thing about Grant County? I have found for myself that I am a small town girl. I always thought the big city was my jam, um, but I found like once I've been raising kids that the smaller town, slower paced is more of what I love. Um, So just being in the small town just feels more um, comfortable for me. Yeah. I just liked it for raising my kids, especially. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of the same thing. Just the, the pace. So when we first moved here, everybody was like, when they found out I was from Indy, it's like, why would you move here? Like, or how do you like living here? Like, and I enjoy it. You know, like I said, it's, it's quiet. You know, it doesn't take too long to get anywhere around here. There's really no traffic. So, you know, coming from Indy where it takes 25, 30 minutes to get anywhere. Like that was a, a big plus for me. I was going to ask you so i thought we'd start kind of high level and then we'll get progressively more difficult in the questions <laughs> okay. no worries. so what are some things so you're a transplant you know you grew up somewhere mm-hmm. else came here what are some things that you would say if we were looking to grow the population of grant county what are some things that you would change or adjustments that you would make in order to help us grow this county anything that you do um, probably the first thing I would do is implement, you know, or put in place jobs where people could make 
twenty dollars an hour or plus. Um, you know, small smaller factories to make things like door frames and like things that you know are are never going to not be needed. Because um, that's that's just one thing I noticed from, from moving here and coming from Indy. Because marriage very similar to the east side of Indy, um, some parts of the east side of Indy, mm-hmm. my part specifically, where it's like just people need an opportunity. Yep. Um, you know, they don't necessarily need degrees to get those jobs, but they pay a livable wage that allow people to to live a lifestyle that they can actually take care of their families. Yep. Great answer. Yeah. Shayona, you have anything? Ooh, that is a good one. Um, I would say more things for youth, children, because, I mean, if you're a parent, whenever you're even traveling somewhere, what do you do? You look at what's going on in the area. Yeah. What can I do with my kids? What can I do for free? Absolutely. (laughs) And so I think that would be another thing that I would add, uh, more things, um, for kids to do, get them, keep them busy. Yep. So. Oh, you go ahead, Iris. Well, thinking about that, you know, so I hear you say, um, uh, you know, jobs that pay a livable wage. Like, I think that literally, (laughs) like, that is literally the best way of saying that. Um, One of the things um, we're discovering just by some of the folks that we've had in and that we've talked is that remote work is becoming becoming huge. And, like, thinking about the number of people that work remotely but yet still choose here to live – um, I think that's that's kind of a big, definitely switch and change. COVID's been a big one of that for yeah. us too. That we've definitely seen a lot of that happen. You know, if you were you were to have a friend um, that was like, "Oh, I could live anywhere I want," you know, what what would be like your sales pitch to them? Like, why would you be like, "Marion's the place"? I mean, besides the fact that you're you're their friends and yeah, they could come <laughs> and hang out with you every weekend, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, I think. One thing that automatically came to my mind, because when people do say, you guys live in Maine, like what's there, you know, and we could name some things, but we're also centrally located, right? Like Marion sits in the middle of everything. And so you can easily get to Wabash. You could easily get to Fort Wayne in 45 minutes, Noblesville, Indianapolis, uh, Muncie, Kokomo, you know, so we sit right in the center of all those other small towns or bigger cities that we can easily get to if we want to. So it's true. Both of you have been really involved in our community. Yeah. Um, And I would love for you guys to share with the the people who are listening today. What are some of the things, organizations that you've gotten involved in? What are some of the things that you guys have done to plug into this community while also giving back? Paul, you want to start? Sure. So, I mean, obviously when we first moved here, um, I started coaching at Marion High School. Uh, so that's the the first time I was able to get implemented into the community and just start building relationships with the parents and the and the students. You know, not being from here, obviously nobody knew me, but they knew um, Shayana's family. And so I was able to say, oh, well, you know, bring up my father-in-law, you know, her Because <laughs> he's grand- coached almost every right. kid. Right. Right. That's now an everybody. adult, yeah. You know, her granddad <laughs> coached a lot of people. And yeah. so that kind of made people comfortable with who I was. Yeah. Um, so that, that was the first thing. And, and then what sports did you coach? Was it I coached sport? football and I, I coached baseball. I was the head JV baseball coach for a couple of years. Really enjoyed that. Okay. Um, and then I was refing games at the YMCA and the boys and girls club when we first moved here. So really got engulfed <laughs> in the community. And, um, 
Dealing with, dealing I was with, say, you talk about a vulnerable situation uh, to put yourself in. I know, right? <laughs> Just being totally, the official. Absolutely. <laughs> and then again, people try to figure out who I am because they don't know who I am when I'm breathing games. And, you know, so that was that was interesting. But that was the first thing. And then um, that led to, you know, obviously getting involved in our in our church. And then eventually it led to like I ran for city council um, a few years back. Uh, just getting involved with different people, individuals in the community that, you know, had a passion for young people and had a passion for, for families and for men and just kind of went from there. And then obviously I started uh, Liberty Prep Sports Academy, uh, a post-grad JUCO here in Marion. Um, had a few local Marion kids uh, on our uh, rosters the past couple of years and had a lot of success uh, there. That's awesome. Shayona? Yeah, so... When we um, moved back, I initially knew that, like, I wanted to get busy doing something. Um, and that was very easy for me because I was from here. So naturally, people were like, oh, welcome home, you know. But the first thing I did was um, I noticed that there was not a cheerleading um, program for young girls. And so I went to um, the program director at the time at the YMCA and asked him if he would be interested in me starting a cheerleading program. And so I actually did that. Um, again, building relationships with young girls that I still have relationships with to this day and their parents and um, just getting really um, ingrained back into the community in that way. Um, I got really involved with Sounds of Hope, which was at Francis Slocum. Um, so helping the elementary kids um, sing and dance and perform in the community, got to travel to New York City with them. Um, I started to serve on different boards. Um, so I was at Main Street Marion, um, currently like YMCA, Athena, um, Thing involved in my church, started a women's ministry, a community women's ministry. Wrote a book. I, I did. Okay, wait. <laughs> Wrote a children's book. Um, I need a nap. <laughs> I for real need a nap. Yeah, there's just yeah. You know, the a lot of, of the, things. What was the name of the book that you wrote? Um, I am a gift, which can be found on Amazon. Yes. Okay. Yes. Go buy one. Go buy one. Yes. Absolutely. What what age group is it targeted Look, right towards? There, oh, there it is. Has it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so it's for elementary age. Okay. Yes. But it's been interesting because a lot of grown people have come up to me and told me how they bought it and they thought they were going to be helping out their grandchild or something and realized that it actually helped them um, dig deep into some things that kind of like bothered them as a child. Yeah. yeah. Love that. Okay. I yep. can totally cut you off. Keep listening. <laughs> I know there's more. No, I know. Yeah. yeah. But what so, are you doing today? Tell us what you're doing today. Yeah. So currently I am, I am on Athena boys. I mentioned in the YMCA. Mm -hmm. um, I still have phenomenal. She community women's ministry. Okay. Wait, you yes. need to give more on that. Explain what that is. Yes. So yes. it's, so my thing was um, when I was growing up, I saw a lot of women's ministries going on in the churches and I've noticed that it's kind of died out a little bit okay. um and so I was like man what does that look like you know and so I just spent some time with God and just praying about what does that look like for our community and one of the things that I do love about myself is I'm a bridge builder I love to bring people together um and so 
I was like, what does this look like to bring women together who are from different churches, um, women who maybe they don't even have a church home, but bringing them in spaces where we can grow together in our identity and understand what our purpose is. And so we meet at different places. So it's not always necessarily a church. Um, and because of that, you know, a lot of women may not feel comfortable in stepping into a church. And so I always want to pick somewhere that's going to be um, good for everybody. And so, um, we meet once a month, have like a Bible study workshop. And then every year in the summer, there's always a conference. So I just had my fourth conference this past summer. That's so awesome. You, so you awesome. talked about, both of you have talked about a passion for kids yeah. and, and that next generation and building into their lives and making a difference. I think you mentioned being at the Boys and Girls Club and helping referee games. You've mentioned serving on the board at the Y. So you know, I'm going to start with you and then I'll go to you, Paul. But what would your vision for a YMCA in this community, if it was operating perfectly, what would that vision be for you and how that YMCA might function? And then Paul, I'll ask you the same thing, maybe as it relates to Boys and Girls Club, yeah. what what our community and our listeners could be doing to help. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would love to see um, more people get involved right with the YMCA um, because it is a great resource in our community um, and I think a lot of people don't really tap into it as much as they could um, and then also just seeing a lot of programs uh, being ran out of there so maybe like cooking classes or we're having a sewing class or you know just different life skill workshops um, that are being offered um, maybe to free or low cost right because we know that some people like to invest in something, right? So being able to give something towards something that they're learning, right? Um, and so maybe just different community events. Um, so like a movie night during the summer, you know, just something um, where we're engaging the families in our community is something that I would definitely like to see. And our community is fortunate to have you on that board. So thank you for being willing to invest. Thank you. And I think you touched on a key point too, is that it needs to either be low or no cost, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. right? Like I understand that it takes money to run a business and, you know, there's certain investments, but like finding a way, I mean, because that, that's a barrier, yeah. right? Like yeah. parents want to do these fun things with their kids or mm -hmm. grandma, grandpa want to do these things. But you know, if you've got, like you guys have three, I have two, I mean, I'm really just tired and want to take a nap, <laughs> <laughs> but like that, that could be the yeah. difference, right? Like mm -hmm. if you're like, well, and, and you, you're not going to take one and not take the others. Right. right? right. So, yeah. yeah. Good point. Yeah. Paul. Yeah. So, I mean, she kind of stole my answer because <laughs> um, we, we had, we had these conversations all the time. Um, but again, kind of similar, whether it's the boys and girls club or the YMCA um, programming, like, so obviously don't get me wrong. I'm a sports guy. Right. Obviously, I've been a coach for a long time. But in this particular community, one thing that I've noticed with working in the schools um, is unfortunately a lot of our students are performing under grade level. Oh, right. Yeah. They're reading on a grade level. They're, they're not meeting, you know, those criteria that they need to. And so we have to do a better job of marrying like academics and athletics. And I think the, the Boys and Girls Club and the Y would be a great space to do that, right? Mm -hmm. Those educational programming, um, you know, particular, you know, there's particularly reading um, curriculums that can be used anywhere. Um, summer programs, right? What Shannon had mentioned, you know, volunteers, like people to get involved. Like that's going to be huge because all these things are wonderful, but you got to have people to run Absolutely. it. You got to have people to, to step in there and say, yeah, I'll give two hours out of my day uh, to, 
teach this class or you know, to work with these young people. And you bring along athletics alongside of that. Yeah. Right. So academics is the driver, right? And athletics is the passenger. And so like while once we, you know, we yeah, we're working on school work and yeah, and then we can have the intramural basketball leagues, right? You can have um larger intramural football leagues or, or baseball and other other sports that our students aren't necessarily familiar with on a grand scheme, golf, right? Mm-hmm. I, I years ago in college I worked at Baxter YMCA, which is in Greenwood. And um, you know, th- those students like they have golf, they have, you know, they have lacrosse, they have other things that, you know, our students here in Marion aren't the big three. Yeah, yeah. like it's you know, it's just baseball, basketball, football here, mm-hmm. which is great. You know, I played all of those, right? But there's other things out there too that I think our students running really, right track and field. I mean, no, seriously. I mean, yeah. our yeah. our daughter Ava is yeah. a is a very talented track runner, and so and there's no track club, yeah, right, for her to run it to to really be coached. Well, right, really, Marion well. Mallers did just kind of the cross Marion Mallers they, they did like right a little bit, yeah. But their their models a little yeah. different yeah. than like some of the like right. more competitive mm-hmm. clubs, right. Um, but I think that that would be something I would love to see from mm-hmm. YMCA and the Boys and Girls Club to be able to work together to, you know, be able to provide those resources for youth in our community. Yeah. And then can I add on? And when you say work together, so yes, working together as far as these are the programs we provide, but also like seriously working together. Right. Yeah. You know, what are you doing that I'm not doing? And then what I've noticed is some of these kids who go to the YMCA have never stepped foot in the Boys and Girls Club and True. vice versa. True. So how can we actually come together yeah. to provide the needs uh, for the, you know, the students in our community? Yeah, I definitely hear you when you say that um, athletics needs to be the motivator, right? Like, um, and that's what we always say in our house, like, uh, that's why I tell the kids, I'm like, your job right now is to go to school mm-hmm. and to work hard. I don't necessarily say you have to get all A's. I have, I say your job is to work hard and be kind. That's the other one. But, you know, the and and it shouldn't be punitive either. Right. So like if yeah. a child is struggling, you know, I don't ever I'm not a big fan of like taking away those things. Right. Because that could be the only thing that's holding them together. Right. Maybe yeah. maybe they are getting C's and D's, but they're you know barely squeaking by and they really need help. And you take away the thing that they do enjoy the most. Right. It's really yeah. it's really looking at it, really looking at the child as a whole person. OK, yeah. so yeah. what's the barrier that's keeping you from yeah. being successful? Yeah. Well, guess what? Maybe they in third, fourth, fifth grade they were able to just squeak by and like the problem already started yeah. um, and to be able to catch them back up, you know, that's a, that's a challenge. I don't know what the answer is to that either, but yeah. How long have you guys known each other? <laughs> 16, 17 years. It's been since 2005. 2005. Yeah. yeah. Going on 18, 18 years. years. Yeah. Yeah. Dang. <laughs> 19 year old kids. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and you still like each other. We yes. do. We yeah. do. That's my homegirl. <laughs> I love that. I've got a couple's question for you. Yes. So, so each of you can ask answer this about the other one. But has there been a time in that eighteen or nineteen years that you've seen the other person be especially brave about a situation that's been something that, as you looked at them and saw success come from it, you were really proud of them. Is there anything that you could look at the other one and say, hey, here's a situation where Paul, either Shayona was really brave about something or Shayona that you could say the same about Paul? Yeah. 
I'll start. Okay. Um, definitely when he started Liberty Prep, um, he definitely was going off of faith. You know, he said this. So going back, he always said, I never, ever want to be a head football coach. And so for him to say one day, um, you know, God is telling me to start up a program. Um, and I feel like I need to be obedient in that. And he, he knows me. So he came with all the research that he done to show me that he's going to do this. Right. And he he's done all his homework. So he's he got to lay it out. He said, I was going to I'm going to go ask. I'm, I'm going to have all my answers. <laughs> answer yeah. all the so, you know, but him being able to say, I'm going to step out on faith um, and just really try this program. I don't know everything of what I'm doing, but I, I know a little bit, right? And I'm going to use what I have to um, start this program. Um, he has no problem with like building relationships with people and, you know, going out to sell the program. He was great at that. And so a lot of people just don't really realize all the work that goes into starting a program. You know, he dealt with a lot of crazy stuff, you know, you know, he had parents, you know, threatening to kill him. And um, yeah, absolutely. Like, you know, we have to deal with calling police and you got um, football players acting up and, you know, just a whole lot of crazy things going on. But people only see they're winning games and, you know, they're winning nationals and, you know, oh, their colors are beautiful. You know, all these great things, right? But they don't get to see what's going on in the background. And so just being able to be on the inside and talking with him and watching him, you know, pray and saying, you know, this is tough and I want to quit, but I'm not going to quit, you know. And so I think just being able to um, witness all of that has been awesome. And so I'm definitely proud of him. He's right. <laughs> yeah. Where We Landed is supported today by Marion Design Co., a social design studio whose mission is to create sustainable design solutions to magnify the powerful stories behind organizations, businesses, and individuals. We believe good design should be accessible to everyone. Our clients include Marion Health, Mississinawa Schools, Princeton University, the City of Marion, and more. With a combined 46 years of professional design experience, collaboration is critical to our empathic design solutions through graphic design, interior design, placemaking design, and design thinking. Whether it's branding, marketing, space planning, commercial or residential interior designs, or strategic design thinking, Marion Design Co. will hold your story with care. Located in downtown Marion, Indiana, reach out to hello at mariondesign.co, find us at www.mariondesign.co, or on our Instagram and Facebook pages. Um, yeah. I was going to say that was one of my... Um, uh, my boss, Lisa, has a postie that hangs on our wall that it says, absorb the chaos and project hope. So that's, I mean, yeah. if there's any mark of a good that's leader. Yeah. 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 I would have never known that that yeah. was happening on yeah. the backside. It was I crazy. Was cheering. I was like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and those awesome. going like this. Oh, my God. So yeah. those tears at yeah. nationals were like tears of you guys have Relief. no idea yeah. right. of the season we just had. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's awesome. Paul, before you answer that question, mm -hmm. I was going to say also to Shayona, so incredible support needs to, you know, so if, if you are a coach or a spouse of a coach, everything that goes into that, all the yeah. sacrifices, it's not oh, just yeah. the head coach, it's the significant other and the spouse that yeah. are oh, yeah. really sacrificing. Absolutely. So thank you for sacrificing on behalf of those kids and 
on behalf of Paul so he could follow Well, they're your kids too, right? Yeah. They become your kids. And, and, and you yeah. know what? And they did. They start calling me Mama Shayana <laughs> or Mama Funches, you know? And they'd see me and they know yeah. oh. if I'm giving them their eyes, like, get it together, you mm-hmm. know? But honestly, like, at one point we had, like, 10 players that had to move in with us. Um, and I was like, oh, this yeah. is crazy. But we had to do it, right? right? And when I tell you it was the best thing ever, like our children loved it. And, you know, we were all <laughs> cooking together and playing games, you know, looking back at pictures, we're laying on the floor and teaching them how to play Uno and different mm-hmm. things, you know. Yeah. And so it did, it became like a family for sure. Until they weren't cleaning up after themselves. Oh, oh no, no, we no. had those conversations. Sure, yeah, so no, when no. they moved in, <laughs> when they moved in, I had a chore chart. So. <laughs> yes, you did. Yes, this yeah. is what you're going to do. Yeah. This is what I expect from you. And so they, Good and they you. would hold each other accountable if somebody would, didn't do their dishes <laughs> or take the trash out. Oh yeah, it, it, it was going down. Nice, nice. <laughs> I love that. Thanks for sharing yeah, yes. what what uh, what you appreciate about Paul's bravery. Paul, you got anything that you'd say? Hey, here's a situation that. Yeah, well, I mean, the, the first thing was even just moving back to Marion mm-hmm. because she was not with it at first. Like you know, she just didn't. You know, that wasn't her plan, right? To to move back here, but you know, she she trusts. You know, she trusts me. She trusted the process, and so we moved back. But then once we got here, watching her really dive in and becoming who she is now in the community. Like though, like getting on those boards, like, like that was not, you know, so like Shannon's an amazing leader, but you know, at first she was like, are you sure? Like that, you know, I was asked to be on this board or there's an opening here. Do you think I should, you know, I should pursue it or, or when I'm like, yeah. Cause my personality is like, yeah, let's do it. Like, you know, <laughs> no, that's awesome. You know, cause now you have access to here, here and here. Um, to help the youth, which is what we really wanted to do. Um, but to see her really step out there and get on those boards and, you know, speak to people and speak in front of people. Um, and so I was like, man, like she's really doing it like that. Like that's awesome. Because I, because at first, you know, she, there were some reservations and to see her fight through that and be obedient and to, to take, you know, those leaps of faith. Um, and to watch her grow and and the way phenomenal she has grown and all those things. I'm like, man, like that's like, that's the Shane I knew. Like that's the one that, you know, I married. And so to see her do all of that, it's been awesome. That's great. Thank, Thank you guys you. for sharing with yes. each other. You're going to make me tear up. People are even talking about me, but I'm over here feeling something. Feeling all warm and fuzzy. Uh, yeah, I know, right? Warm and fuzzy. Uh, the one thing that you did say that I, I want to make sure that I point out and, you know, and you know, I, I know you both fairly well. And Paul, you said, we are doing it. When I think of you guys as a couple, you guys are both always bought in 100% to what each other is doing. Um, and you said this earlier too, we were talking about something and being somewhere and you were like, yeah, we'll be there. <laughs> right. So like, it's definitely like a united front. You guys are yeah. definitely doing this and living this life together. So absolutely. Yeah. You both show up. That's awesome. Thank you. I'm just Thanks. trying to dig a nap. <laughs> For those of us always trying to learn and get better in relationships, what is a piece of advice that you guys might give? Maybe here's a, as it relates to self-control, is there anything in the last 18 years that you've learned, like you'd say self-control wise, here's an area that I've had to get better in this relationship so that we could prosper as a couple? Yeah, I'll, I will start with that one. <laughs> yeah. So for sure, are you 
No, you know, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Some so allergies. I know, right? So, yeah. <laughs> so the first thing, one thing immediately that comes to my mind is keep people out of your business. Mm. We had to um, put up some boundaries um, and they were, they, it was hard, but they were healthy, necessary boundaries that we had to put in place. So whether it was friends, family, whatever, um, especially with us moving back to my hometown, right? So we had to um, put those things in place because we had to preserve what God had brought together. Mm-hmm. Um, we knew that if we kept letting people come in and all the voices, like it would drive us apart. And so we had to make sure that people knew that we are one in this. Mm-hmm. And so keeping those boundaries in place was definitely one of the main things that we had to do. That's great advice. Yeah. Paul, you got anything? Yeah. It's just understanding. Like, so, so the Bible talks about leaving and cleaving, right? Like, so you leave your mother, father, and you cleave to your spouse. What that also means you have to leave some of those mindsets that you grew up with. You have to leave some of those examples that you grew up with. You have to cleave to the things that you're trying to do as a couple. Like we had to learn that, okay, the way mom and dad did it, you know, there, there are some good things in that, but that's not, us right there we, mm. that's not how we want to be that's not how we want to operate and so we had to understand that which led to those boundaries that Shannon was talking about but one thing you know I would tell people is to understand like you and your spouse like we we call it the United States of mommy and daddy like, yep. <laughs> like you have to be united right whatever you guys say your how your household is going to operate that's what it's going to be and you stand on that and you know everybody else has to fall in line and if they don't, they don't. And you just won't, you know, you won't deal with us. But this is how we plan on doing it. Um, I mean, and it's worked well for us. And again, it's got to be healthy. But, you know, it's the only way to go about it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, next five years, where do you see you guys? Where, where do you see you guys as a couple? Where do you see yourselves as a family? Where do you see yourselves individually in the next five years? If you're projecting out five years. How's life look like in five years? Man. Man. So this this is definitely tough for me. So, And I will say because I have definitely been growing in this area and I am a planner, uh, but I've had to learn for myself is for real to take it day by day. Yeah. Um, Because I will get so ahead of myself and will feel some kind of way if I don't meet those expectations that I have put in place, right? Yes, that Enneagram 3. <laughs> so I have to be really careful, um, but definitely like just staying in the present for sure. But if I could just think just on a big level, just making sure that we are healthy um, as individuals, as a couple, as a family, um, and that we're just staying rooted in who we are and making sure that our foundation is always firm. Yeah. I mean, I, five years and we, so one thing we learned that I learned when we first moved. Okay. So real quick, our, our plan was not to be in Marion this long. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Our plan was to be here until our son was ready to start kindergarten. Yeah. And then we were going to move away. Right. That was our plan. We had a plan. Like you were yeah. saying, we had a vision. Right, Did you going. know where you were going? We just knew it wasn't somewhere. Marion, no, it was right? just gonna be out of here. It was just gonna be out of Marion, right? <laughs> and so that that time came, and we were pursuing and applying for jobs and doing all of that, and it wasn't happening because mm-hmm. God wanted us here in Marion at the time. So that whole experience taught me to just 
you know, appreciate what you have right here, right now. And, you know, make yourself open to opportunities, but allow God to move you to move in that space. So, you know, when people ask me, like, well, what do you want, like, with coaching? Like, well, where do you want to, where do you see yourself in the next, you know, five, six, seven years coaching-wise? I'm like, I don't know, right? All I know is right now I'm coaching this program. All I know is right now, you know, our family's here. We're, you know, raising our kids. You know, I really don't know, and I'm not really trying to figure it out either. I'm just going to move how God tells me to move. And if that means literally move, then okay. If that means stay put and, and do what I'm I'm telling you to do right here, then that's what I'm going to do. Yeah. Wow. So we've talked a little bit about you as a couple. You've talked a tiny bit about the kids. Share with us about the kids. What are, what are some of the fun things that they're involved in? I mean, we talk about wanting more opportunities, mm-hmm. but... I mean, what opportunities do you think that your kids have been afforded that maybe if you were somewhere larger that maybe they wouldn't have access to? Yeah, I'll let you talk about Braden. I'll talk about Ava. Okay. Yeah, so that is that was a concern of ours at yeah. first, right? But again, it, it was kind of a mentality. Our children have been able to do everything we wanted them to do before we talked about before we had kids here in Marion. So our sons, the oldest, Braden, he's 12. He'll be 13 this year. Um, you know, he's a seventh grader, so he, he plays basketball in McCullough. He just, he played football in McCullough. He's going to wrestle when, you know, as soon as basketball is over with. Um, he played baseball here. Like, you know, he's played all the things he, he's wanted to. Um, his cousins are here. He has cousins that he's close with. His friends are here, right? He's, he's definitely a small town kid, right? He, <laughs> he, you know, whenever we go back to Indy, he's like, yeah, you know, we might we might be downtown. He's like, yeah, this ain't really this this ain't for me. You know, people, yeah, yeah, it's too many people. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's just not his not his flow, right? But, um, but it's awesome to see him come out of his shell too, mm-hmm. right? And this is what's com- you know he's comfortable, and, and so like Marin's been good for him. Like it, it's allowed him to like to grow and become the young man that, that he's trying to be and. I don't think I think if we were living somewhere else, it'd have been more difficult for him. Yeah, like Bec- he might have got lost. Yeah, yeah. because yeah. he's very much a home he, a homebody. Like he likes to keep to himself. When he wants to be bothered, he'll be bothered. When he doesn't, he doesn't. <laughs> yeah. Um. And Marion gives him that right. Yeah. The the slower pace is it's been good for him. I don't think he would have been as successful academically or socially had we been somewhere else. And then it comes to our second child, Ava, who is 10. She'll be 11 in February. And so she's in the fifth grade. And so Ava is our performing arts child. Actually, she's everything. She's athletic. Like, she's our child that is very extroverted. She's wanting to get her hands in everything. Yeah. So she, um, let's see, she dances. She runs track. She is on student council. She um, is an actress. Um, and so let's she's see. She's doing basketball. She, right yeah, now. she's doing basketball. She, she played volleyball. volleyball. Um, so Ava is very active. And so one of the first things we noticed in her is that she loved to act. That was the first thing. She's very dramatic. And so we, I, I was like, what are we going to do with her? Like, I don't know where to even get her involved in. Like yeah. this was, she was four at the time. And you know, when you see something in your child, you're like, man, how do I nurture this? Yeah. And so one day, um, because when we did move back, like I wanted to just see what was um, 
available in our community to get involved in. And so I had looked up a play at the Civic Theater and I was like, Paul, let's check out Civic Theater. Like even growing up here, I had never been to the Civic Theater. And so I was like, let's go to a play. And so we went to a play and we was like, this is good. Like people don't realize how much talent we have in this community and the tickets were low cost. You know, it was a fun night. And so they told us about, um, a play that was coming up and they were like, it's free, you know, for anybody that wants to get involved. And so we were like, what? Okay. So we immediately signed up Ava and Brayden. Um, and when I tell you Ava found her people, like just watching her um, get drawn in with the whole theater family. And <laughs> yeah. like, she just was in her element and like yeah. they loved her and a whole different side of Ava came out. You could just tell that she was in her place. And so just being able to watch her develop in acting has been awesome. You know, she's been able to be in uh, commercials with wonder space and um, she's been in the black history play at the high school. She's actually preparing for that. Now she's one of the main characters. Um, She's done a lot with the acting. Um, She's done things at Indiana Wesleyan. Um, helping other students with their grades for their finals. Um, so just being dance. able to get her really involved has been great. I was just saying her dance too. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Dance. Dancing and faith emotion. So again, Absolutely. just that performing arts part of her and see her on stage. Like, you know, again, those were things I'm like, you know, I want my daughter to do dance, right? Yeah. I want my daughter to be able to do these things. And, and she's been able to do all of that in some mm-hmm. here in, in Marion and Grand County. And it's been, it's been really good to see. Yes, it has. And then there comes Veda. <laughs> Our baby girl. Veda. Veda is seven years old in the second grade. Um, Veda is different than the other two. <laughs> she <laughs> she gives us a run for our money. Uh, but no, we love her dearly. But Veda um, is involved in dance as well at Faith in Motion. Uh, being able to just watch her develop there has been awesome and Rochelle and her staff have just poured into her and Ava um, and we just really appreciate that just because it is a faith-based um, dance studio so they're pouring into them um, alongside of us right they're being that village for us um, and then she also does gymnastics at Mid-America she had been teaching herself how to do round-offs and cartwheels. And I was like, oh, this girl's going to break her neck because I don't know how to, like, <laughs> tell her if she's doing the right thing or not. So we were like, we got to get her plugged in. So Mid-America has been great for Vader. Yeah, yeah. Vader. So Vader wants to be a cheerleader yeah. um, very, very badly. Mm-hmm. And so she knew if she wanted to be a cheerleader, she would have to know how to tumble and do flips. And, I mean, she, you know, she sees them. She's like, I want to do that. Yeah. And so she was like, what do I need to do so I can do that? <laughs> and so, again, you know, we there's a place here, right? And people always think, well, there's nothing here in Marion. There's no opportunities, but they are. You just have to go find them, right? right. And, and there's just not as many as some other communities, but that doesn't mean what we have here isn't good, right? Or, you know, can't, you know, take your child to the next level. Um, and so we've seen that with Veda, you know, because she is – very you know that's what she wants to do she wants to cheer she wants to do gymnastics mm-hmm. so we're like okay she doesn't want to run trash she doesn't want to do any of that other stuff mm-hmm. we try to get her in some <laughs> other sport she's like nope i don't want to do that i want to <laughs> i want to cheer and i want okay. and you guys are good yeah. with the hard now right oh or it's like no i'm signing you up come on you're going well so yeah. we 
it's been a, a battle. So mm-hmm. we were like, okay, you know, especially when you want them to just try things, right? Mm-hmm. So, and we do want our kids to have choices. But when it comes to us, what we do is we look at like, is this a choice that we need to make as your parent to step mm-hmm. you out of your comfort zone kind of thing? Or, you know, is it okay to just say no? And so we've had to do it differently with each child. So that, that's that been a little different. Yeah, that's good to know because yeah. my Leo says no to everything that he has to leave the house for. So <laughs> he's like, can I just learn how to do that on my tablet? And I'm like, no, <laughs> come on, let's yes. go. <laughs> yes, there's some, there's some things as parents yeah. were like, yeah, no, we're yeah. making this decision because yeah. we know this is what's best for you and it will benefit you later on in life. Yes. You may not see it now, but you'll thank us later. All right. I've got another couple questions yes. for you. Oh, he, was, he was brewing on this one for a little bit. <laughs> I, I could been. tell. Yeah. Um, so I'll share a little bit. My wife, one of her things is like social justice. Like that's her. Like if I think about the things she's passionate about, that's one of her things. And I'm curious for each of you, what would you say your spouse's passion is? Like what are the things that you'd say, this is what she or he is really passionate about? Yeah, I'll go first. Okay. Yeah, I'll go first. <laughs> um, relationships, like quality relationships, whether that's you know your our spiritual relationship with God and just people understanding that you know religion's not the like it's a relationship, right? She's very passionate about you know people understanding it and knowing what that really means, and then like interpersonal relationships. Um, that's one thing you know she talks about a lot and. We talk about at home is like just people really knowing who they are as individuals so they can have healthy relationships with other people. Right. If you're not happy with yourself, if you don't really know yourself, how can you build a relationship with another person? Um, and so, you know, that's one thing I know she she's very passionate about is just people understanding themselves and who they are and how they operate. And how did you get this way? Like, uh, like what happened in your life to make you you know, build these walls or to make you have the attitude that you have, like, and how do we work through that just so you can be a help, not so you can change per se, but just so you can understand how you need to operate with others. And so you can communicate that with other people like, Hey, this is what I like. This is what I don't like. These are my triggers, you know? And so then we can actually get somewhere. Yeah. Before you go, Shannon, I was going to share. So, Paul, I've seen that with she and I serve on the board at the Y together and she consistently wants to understand people's stories. Like, like you said, what, what makes them tick and and how they get to where they're at today. So, so really good one, Paul. Well, I would add too, that she's very intentional in her relationships too, right? Like it can only be as great as you put into it so she puts a lot of work into her relationships and that's me just watching her instagram (laughs) 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 right (laughs) but yeah just i mean knowing that you're intentional about the people that you love like that that's very important so yeah 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 shannon what would you say about paul absolutely social justice is it oh yeah Politics. This man, you heard him say he was running for city council yeah. at one point. Yeah, yeah. I think so, we should do it again, just so we know. <laughs> Politics. 
Paul, <laughs> he knows all about systems that are going on and how they affect people, um, you know, on the economic level. Like he does his research. Like I don't have to go to the news. I just go to Paul and be like, tell me what's going on. Like what's going on in the world and how it's, you know, impacting other people. And yeah. um, he just really dives deep into it. And yeah, he just, I, I always mess with him. I say, you're like Martin Luther King or Malcolm X, he's like, he's got that calm, passionate, you know, side. But when it's something that he feels strong about, like, he's going to raise some heck. He's going to speak up. Like, you could tell that he's passionate about it. Mm -hmm. um, and so, yeah, I definitely would say social justice for yeah. sure. That's good. Yeah. So, Paul, let me follow that up. What does justice look like for you as it relates to your family, your school, the community? your line of work, what, what does justice look like for you? Oh, that's a good question. What does justice look like for me? So justice for me looks like, okay, we have, we have a system where literally everyone benefits the same from that system. And right now that's not how it is. Right. So whether it's my family on, you know, we both went to college, right. We both did these things. So that, automatically puts us in a circle that's different from some of the other people that we might come in contact with or just, you know, the the general population or whatever, right? But justice looks like both of those circles benefiting the same way, right? Regardless of your social economic background, right? Regardless of the barriers that you may have had or, or didn't have, but the system has to work the same for everyone, right? You know, my family shouldn't be allowed certain privileges, you know, because of our the relationships we might have or the people that we know or that we know or, you know, the areas that we, you know, that we frequent, you know, just because this family doesn't or this, you know, that's not justice. Right. 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 And it's not necessarily equality either. We got to be careful with that, too. Right. That's one of those trigger words where people equate justice with equality. And that's not what it is. Right. Because, you know, we could be equal, but there's no, if the system is still unjust, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Right. And so it, it really is a systemic thing, right? Everyone, my family, your family, right? Me personally, as a black man, right? Or whoever, like we have to, the system has to work the same. That's true justice. And, that, and that's what we don't have right now. Yeah. I appreciate you being open and vulnerable to sharing that. That's, yeah, those are tough things. And, uh, and more of those types of discussions I think we need to have about how we get there. And what are the things that we can do as a community to, to bring that justice to, to bear here in, in Grant County. So, so thank you for sharing that. One of the things that we ask towards the end of each session that we have is, is there anything right now that you're reading? Is there anything that you're watching, listening to? you'd want to pass on that, that other people might say, man, if those two are doing that, I should be listening to that or I should be reading that. Anything off the top of your heads? It, it doesn't have to be, it could be mindless too. Don't, it doesn't yeah. have to be educational. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. one thing that I'm reading right now is so care for the African-American woman. Um, and so obviously that may not go for everybody. Right. But you know, it may be a way though that right. You Iris could learn about, how African-American woman may um, 
look at things right like help you to be able to understand me a little bit more right but um it definitely dives deep into soul care as a woman and how soul care is different than self-care you know people talk about self-care all the time it's like yeah that sounds good but how is your soul and so that is uh one thing that i'm currently reading right now yeah that's good yeah i mean i'm not really reading anything specific always read the bible get into the word um but the the coach in me right now i'm watching um obviously coach prime is on amazon prime yeah Deion sanders <laughs> but <laughs> but his son also does their social media and he puts like little episodes out every day and i watch that only because it's interesting to see how other coaches handle their programs yeah. you know i'm i'm always wanting to grow as a coach as well Deion sanders is interesting because of his approach and just obviously he's Deion Sanders and he's very charismatic and whatnot, but the way he runs his program is legit. Yeah. It's and, not what you expect. Yeah, right. And so yeah. it's always interesting to see how he, cause he gives you full access to everything. You see how he runs his meetings, like how he deals with, with his coaches, with his players, with current players. Like, so from a coaching standpoint, I love to see how he does it and like how he, communicates to his staff and how he puts his staff together, how he, he talks to his players. It's very interesting. Yeah. yeah that's that's something I, I might want to be watching too. Yeah, so. Scott, you should watch that. <laughs> yeah, he exactly. Would like that for sure. I saw something on Instagram last night. He had one of his assistant coaches come in and, and the, the full team meeting, I think it was the first team meeting at Colorado. And uh, it was just interesting, the approach that that coach took. And you knew it had to be coming with approval from, mm-hmm. from Dion. And so um, I hope he's really successful at Colorado. And, and I think he will be. I think he will be. Yeah. He can recruit. Yeah, he sure can. <laughs> I, I was going to say that the facility was really nice, too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, we wanted to thank you guys for yeah. everything that you've invested over the last hour with our listeners, as well as what you guys have done in our community for the last 12, 13 years now. Um, and so thank you so much for everything that you guys have given to this community. And uh, we wish you the best as you move forward. Thanks, awesome. Thanks, Thanks for, for having us. Thank yeah. you for, having for, us. for those of you who are listening, we'd love for you to like uh, where we landed on our podcast and, um, and tell others about it so that they can hear great stories like Paul and Shea on us. So thank you guys. Hope you have a great day. Thanks. Thanks. See ya. Today's podcast was engineered by Kyra Montero of Frequency Canvas.